Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 27-2 and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick a topic, we discuss it, we talk about it, we talk about what it means. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And apparently I just realized that it's eight. It's eight thirty, which means I rambled so we rambled so long that we're yeah. actually this normally the word that still is about the end. Look, I'm not <laughs> trying. I'm not trying to push our Patreon, but um, we record a prequel episode. If if you are a member of our Patreon, um, every week and you can listen to it. And I we didn't have one last week because we re, re, ended up recording late uh, with a guest, and the guest is in a completely different time zone on a different side of the world. And honestly, it just didn't happen. There's a lot of life stuff going on. If you want to hear about the, all that life stuff, you can join her Patreon and, and, and get all that. There's also cool things. You get um, a, a bonus role on our Discord, and you also get a monthly live stream uh, a recorded episode. Hey, but, hey, hey, save, save it for the end of the show. Just letting people know. I'm not trying to push it all the time, but you know what? I got some new T-shirt <laughs> ideas I'm putting out there. Um, and I, I did make some Facebook ads. Didn't put a lot of money into it, but I'm just saying, hey. Got some T-shirts. They're kind of cool. I'm making some. Um, All I'm saying is, I'm making some uh, sound team T-shirts. You're gonna have a Falcom sound team T-shirt. You're gonna have a Konami sound team T-shirt. You're gonna have a SNK sound team T-shirt. <laughs> if they'll let yeah, me sell them, yeah, cool. I don't care. I what mean, team are you on? Now, yeah. if only now, if John Pound, the Garbage Pail Kid artist, is listening, and you like, hey man, I want to make an art piece of Pernell and Rob. I would pay you for that, but that's that's just me pipe dreaming because I always wanted a garbage pill kid made of myself, and it's never going to happen. But if it did, it would be on a shirt. <laughs> you, you keep drawing on post-it notes, and you're like just throwing it on the fridge. <laughs> there it is. But it's just not the same if it's yeah. not official art. Um, did we did we give this? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it, if you're listening to the episode now, you you realize we've given this episode a title. But for now, we didn't really give this a title, so we ended last week's episode having more music than we played because we our interview ran long and it was really really fun and so we had some extra music so this could be either like speed limit part two or i figured it was speed speed two the bus that wouldn't slow down which is a simpsons reference um i wrote down speeding again (laughs) speeding again what was what was the title of speed two i had the keanu reeves keanu reeves wasn't in it was he in it no it was sandra bullock i know that was it sandra bullock Cruise it was definitely Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was Speed 2 Cruise Control. That was the title. Cruise Control. It was Speed 2 Cruise Control. You're right, because at the very beginning of the movie, I can't believe I remember this, because um, at the end of Speed 1, I call it the Speed Universe, um, <laughs> she, S, the SCU. Because there, there was no time, honestly, for like a relationship to develop, but she makes out with Keanu Reeves and said, you know what? We can have a relationship built on adrenaline, but let's base our relationship on sex. Ha 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 ha. End of the end of the movie. And then the next movie, she's on a cruise without Keanu Reeves because that relationship didn't work out. And they actually referenced the first movie in that way. But again, it's a boat. It's a boat. It's a giant cruise boat. They couldn't stop. Oh, and that's why it was called cruise control. Yeah, it's so That's horrible. So bad. I just laugh at the idea that someone thought people love the first movie, which I I can acknowledge that at least. They're like people love the first movie. How do we make this happen again? 
<laughs> How do we make this absurd premise happen twice to the same uh, person? Uh, Willem Dafoe is in this movie. I forgot. And he makes some crazy faces. So if you want some nightmare fuel, look in the Discord chat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like I, <laughs> That guy is I, crazy. Yeah. He, oh, well, that was in cruise control? Apparently. Oh, yikes. Yeah, that face. I've seen that face. That's nightmare fuel. But yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I, I always laugh. Like, I genuinely tend to laugh. When films do that, when they repeat premises mm-hmm. because they were popular with the same characters, like the Taken films, the fact that right. the same guy is in three films, <laughs> terrible father, dealing with the terrible, yeah, he's a he's just a bad dad. Like, <laughs> well, correction, no, actually, let's be rephrasing. He's a good dad for all the stuff he goes through to save the no, kid, sure, sure, but sure. at the same time, there's a there's a crack in the works if he loses his kid three <laughs> times and has to retrieve her from various psychopaths. Like, there should have been one Taken movie. And beyond that, he should have put a big sign in front of his house that says, mm-hmm. I kill people who kidnap my kid. Don't <laughs> test me or something. Something you, uh, deters them. Have I have a ring one? and I, my house has a ring now. I can see when you enter my door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, are telling me, people, people are telling us to put our, um, one of those camera ring things outside to see who's taking our signs. And I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to put cameras around. But I'm gonna. I was thinking of putting um, warning signs, like like, oh, we have cameras. Oh, there's a light. But now you're just testing people at that point. I mean, admittedly, cameras. One camera is fairly cheap. Like, yeah, I know yeah. people. I, oh, like, I get my to neighbors see the about kids to get a... who stole my sign. Great. What am I gonna do about it? Spam next door. I'm gonna take their, my dog. Get their shame their parents. I'm gonna walk my dog. I'm gonna take that poop. Put it all over the sign. Pick up that Ew. sign. Yeah, but now now the sign is covered in goose, <laughs> and now, now you just shouldn't have the sign. <laughs> I've been thinking about this today. <laughs> like got like got like a blueprint map set up. Like okay, a flow chart. If right. X ties to C, then B clearly means that W is dog poop. Like no, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> I mean, are we gonna put like an extra sign out there that says if you take this sign? Then we're gonna put, just put another one up. Donate fifty dollars to to. That's what parenthood. you want to do. But then, like, like, then, then they're gonna, gonna take that sign away. too. <laughs> so, no, but that's the that that's something I would see you doing at least. Like man. that at least makes sense. I was gonna Hell, double, even put. I was gonna double down on the signs and just have like extra, like like start having like extra flags and and things and like because I don't know, man. Like people, people need to like wake up around here. This neighborhood is not. We're not in the sticks, you know. Got a bunch of little Susies, and they need to wake up. <laughs> that was like Prunel, man. I don't That's know where these old, these lyrics are like floating around in your head somehow, and they just you kind of pluck them out. Like, I mean, if I'm if I'm able to re- understand Garbage Pail Kid name references, I should be able to pick up some song lyrics here and there too. It's so. just. It's, the, it's part of the tree. So this is, I love how listeners yeah. are like, they haven't even gotten to the topic yet, no. but this is normal for us. Speed anyway. 2, Cruise Control. Last week, we had um, uh, Mattia Malatisthenic and... God, nailed it! His name isn't that hard. I mean, it really isn't. I, I, granted, I typed it a billion times on the, for the website and for everything else, but uh, Malatisthenic Mattia, the composer of, sp- the, of the indie game Speed Limit, was on our show last week. Really cool game. Fast-paced, mm-hmm. action-packed. His soundtrack is frenetic a lot. and crazy. Super fast. I'm really into it. And um, I chose music from games that were kind of... That this game took inspiration from. And I'm going to do more of that. I think... And in my all, case, I would just like... Speedy stuff is works for me. Yeah. It's speed stuff. Speedy, speed, speed stuff. Um, as they would say in, in Initial stick. D, speed, speed, lover. Game's not over. Throw back a bottle of beer. Aye, 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 aye. Whoa, baby. 
<laughs> that sounds like a, it's like a married with children reference. Whoa, Bundy. Whoa, baby. Whoa, baby. Whoa. Oh mercy! Oh, whoa, mercy! As, as awful as it, as awful as it was, it was it was actually genuine. I never watched it. I, I know I never watched that show before. Like when it was on, I think it, I was like young enough, or my family was like, "No, that's not for us," and we never watched it. It's an amazing when you really lay it out on the table. It was an amazing show. Like not everybody likes it because it was very low brow. Yeah. But for the time, it did what no other show on TV did. It was like one of those shows. I was like, it was like the anti-family show. Kind of like how the Simpsons was like that too. Kind yeah, originally, yeah. Married with Children was live action, yeah. Mm. And it was like the anti-family show where it was just like the this is a family, and yeah, they do have each other's backs sometimes, but they're actually a very lowbrow family. The Al and his wife are not particularly in love with each other. The kids are bad. They're not good kids. Mm. They're not teaching any moral lessons on this show, and yet somehow it works. Like it works very well because not every family is perfect, and not every family is like trying to teach other families on the block a lesson every week. It's just, this guy likes beer. All right. I like beer, too. I'll yeah. watch this show. Why not? You know. We're, 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 all, we're, we're all bad. We're all bad. There's just degrees of bad. And also, it's a TV show. Come on. And also, Michael Jackson it was a good dancer. Um, he, he was on. Um, he's in a new show. The the the, the guy who played Al Bundy. What's his name? He was on Modern Family. Modern I don't Family. know if that show's on anymore. I think it went off the air. I don't know. It was on for a long time. He was funny on that. Oh yeah. For as much as I watched that show. Um, Ed O'Neill is a good actor. Ed O'Neill. Thank you. Ed Ed, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. All right. Tell me. Okay. This comes up all the time. I don't know why, but Christy always thinks of this name when we're trying to think of somebody else, and you know who it is. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, from Coach. Coach. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, I'm glad we. I'm glad. We, I'm glad we got that figured out here. I'm glad you're on the level. <laughs> yeah, I know about old '80s and '90s TV. So, oh, look out! When I worked at Funscape, which was like that, the, the big arcade um, entertainment center, we had like this this movie theater, like kind of movie theater that you would sit in, and the chairs would move, and we call it was called. I forget the name of it. It was, it was like I forget the cyclotron. It was like a, it was like a 4D the, thing. Like one of them was like uh, it was like you were watching Top Gun and the chairs would move. And um, hmm. yeah, but one of them was race car driving. And there was a little TV. I can't believe I'm telling this whole story, but I'm gonna leave it all in. There's a little TV that sat outside the movie theater, and it was nonstop. It would just loop playing previews of the movies. And and one of them was Hi, I'm Craig T. Nelson, actor. And race car driver, and I heard that <laughs> on loop. Like I wasn't over and over again. I wasn't interested in this ride before, but now, oh baby, oh, I can race with Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Even back then, he wasn't special. I, I remember because when you exited the theater, it exited into the, the the lower level of the arcade, which was all Redemption games. And um, the kids would run out also, of there and, and go crazy and trip. Also, on each other. just picture a person who's like, <laughs> his name has to include his middle initial yeah. for his star name. Hi, I'm or, Rob Q. Nichols. Or let's say you're a sci-fi, <laughs> you're a sci-fi writer, and you have to have two middle initials that are R. George, R. R. Martin. Martin. <laughs> Revolve in reverse. Revolve in reverse. All right, so um, I'm going to play some music from some some really cool games that. Speed Limit clearly um, adopted the, the the game styles from. So this is a song from the game Super Hang On. This is this is from the Genesis, 
um, because there's an excellent part of speed limit in which you just jump on a motorcycle and you're just running people off the road trying to get away. Um, this is called Outride a Crisis, composed by Koichi Namiki, Katsuhiro Hayashi, and Sachiro Ogawa. You're listening to the song Outside of a Crisis from the game Super Hang On. This is from the Sega Genesis, and it's composed by Koichi Namiki, Katsuhiro Hayashi, and Sachio Ogawa. And yeah, once once we hit that keyboard solo and oh his chords, man. The the the, the chords and the chord changes in the song, it's it's emotional. This is an emotional bike ride, Pernell. <laughs> you better hang on because you're gonna start crying. You about to tear up. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. It's just, I agree. Like I, I was joking the during the, I was joking, but also kind of serious in the break where I was like, I think this may already be the pick of the episode. I'm glad you like heard it. the other choices yet. Yeah, it's music like this makes me think like, if this were composed on the Super Nintendo, it wouldn't it wouldn't have that same feel to it. It just wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. You need you need the clarity of, of these of these sounds of these keyboard sounds. The bass sound is a little farty. I gotta say it's a little squelchy, like bleh, kind of sound. Too, too many beans. Yeah, it's a it's just too much like distortion or something to it. It could be too a little, many legumes. Yeah, legumes. 
But I mean, this is the genesis. They could have done a deeper base. You know, they they, they have, we have the technology. Oh, no. Yeah, it could have gotten low, but. Ah, during that 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 solo, when it moves into a key change during the solo, it's just it's just it's awesome. It's just it just yeah. I don't know, man. I've been thinking about this song a lot lately, and for good reason. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice. Um, I I was never good at these motorcycle games. We were talking about that too, where you were saying like, how do you how are you ever supposed to get a time extension? Sometimes like, like they- what like what am I doing wrong? <laughs> But, and the thing about it, like, it's not yeah. even just like, let's say, for example, someone could be playing Super Hang On and they could be crashing the cars and stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe next time I play, I won't crash into so many mm-hmm. things. That's one thing. But in these kinds of games, theoretically, you could also have a run where you crash into nothing and you feel as though you're driving like you're supposed to and you still don't get enough time because apparently maybe you just weren't driving fast enough or something. But the problem ends up becoming... It becomes hard to even gauge what you're supposed to do because you're like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm not crashing into anything. I'm hitting all the turns. Yeah. But I just don't make it in time. What am I supposed to do? It's such a weird thing. And I've never been yeah. the guy to actually like finish any of these games. When I never I saw of, the end um, of the course. Yeah. When I think of, of racing games in, in three dimensions, I can understand hitting the apex of curves, you know, of, of, of turns so that I have like maximum speed. Going into corners and or in like in Daytona USA 2, which I played a ton of, um, being able to drift and drift from corner to corner. But in games like Hang On and Outrun, where it's it's not really 3D, like I, it's hard to know what they expect. And I never cracked that code because I never got super into it. But the last Magfest that we were at, I guess it was 2020, really. Wow, mm-hmm. I, I played. Um, I think it was Outrun. I played an Outrun there. They had a sit-down Outrun, and it felt really, really good to play that. That poor car <laughs> didn't even know what was coming. Just flips over all the darn time. I'm like, yeah, you're lucky. I was thinking, like, you know what? I'm probably going to get every disease known to man. But I'm going to sit in this car, and I'm going to play this game. Yeah, when you go to a convention, you just got to accept that you're going to get sick. I know. Who? No one. No one knew the extent of which that would turn into. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. It makes me wonder how much how, if it was going around much at all that weekend. Even I was listening. I, I, I downloaded an old episode of the podcast Retro Dots because they were talking about Parasite Eve, and it was mm-hmm. old enough where the hosts of the show were talking about going to PAX and how <clears throat> half of them caught the swine flu, and they were like, "Oh, the swine flu!" Yeah, and they were all laughing how sick they got and how oh you need to wash your hands. I'm like, "Ooh, this is different. This is very different now." <laughs> This is a oh, different, yeah, well, this is a different feeling. Well, I always stand behind the belief, for better or for worse, usually for better, thankfully, in this case, where <laughs> yeah. as long as you come out, that's the important part. You got to come out on the other side. But right. no matter how bad you have it in a situation, well, I mean, I'm not even going to say that because sometimes it can be that bad. But there are a lot of bad situations you can find yourself in where you you fight through it, you suffer through it, and all this stuff occurs. But then when it's done and like a month's gone by, it becomes stories you tell people. And now it's not, oh no, what am I going to do to pay this bill? Now you're like, man, we couldn't even figure out what to do to pay that bill. So you know what I did? Do you know what I did? I built a lemonade stand and I sold it for pennies on a dollar until we made the money. You know, like I had a buddy who um, was caught up in those snowstorms down on the Texas snowstorm. And also like it was like Alabama, actually. Um, it was a snowstorm there, and they were locked out. They had no power for 16 days mm. in Alabama, and they powered everything they had with three car batteries 
and a converter box. They were struggling. And now we're talking about it and he's like, you know, it was rough. It was really rough. I'm even a little traumatized by it. But she still tells the stories with like a passion, like, and you won't believe then this crazy thing happened. And then it was like, boom, do, 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 do. And I was like, what the heck? And it's like, <laughs> and that's just how it goes. You just, it becomes stories of your life. But the important and challenging part is persevering through the experience to get to the side where you can say, I beat that. Yeah. Now it's a story. And we're going to, we're going to beat, we, we can beat any, um, anything. That's right. We, we Coronavirus is going to get beaten. It's like going to happen. I like we got positive printout today. That's pretty nice. He's always in there somewhere. <laughs> just failed dating outings kind of <laughs> puts him on standby. That's all. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But we got we to get him out here every once in a while. <laughs> all right. What's your first track? All right. I'm going to pick this track because this is the replacement for the one that I was like, crap. I already picked one for the show, but mm-hmm. thankfully, this bad boy was waiting and raring to go. So, this comes from the game Retro City Rampage, and it is called Blooming Superliminal. Or, sorry, Becoming Superliminal. <laughs> what? I love the name because it reminds me of that Simpsons episode. Superliminal. Join the Navy! Um, it's composed by Norn Red. <laughs> oh, Norn Red. All right. We got some, we got some good music coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you! Join the Navy! Matt Creamer, right? Yep. Yeah.
Welcome back. You are listening to Becoming Superliminal. Join the Navy! <laughs> Composed by Norton Rad for the game Retro City Rampage. That's good. This is good. That that kick drum is doing some work in this track. Let me tell you. I think it's going it really nuts, is. man. This is going to have people breaking the speed limit. And yeah. then some. I, like, Retro City Rampage was, always, was a great game in and of itself, too. Like... Mm-hmm. Like really, the only fault it even had was that it had all kinds of cool unlockables, but you couldn't see most of them because the sprites were so tiny. <laughs> but the gameplay was solid yeah. as a rock, wow. and the music to match. Oh my god, I was so glad I, I like you know I was like yeah do that thing like when I'm really stumped for a track for the episode, like, I need to think of a track, I need to think of a game that would have the beats I want for this episode. I just go to the room mm. and I'll spin around, just look at the shelf and do 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 do. That one has the tracks for this episode, and it was Retro City Rampage. Let me go dig them. Go dig in the cracks. See what I can find. And, who oh boy. Yeah, oh, you, this track is a boomer. I like that. Like, when we have a, a, a when we have a topic, you, you're, like, digging in the crates, you know? You're going in, I, looking through all the games, but you're not the crate. You're digging through the CDs and the carts. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's fantastic in that way, because, like, mm. it's, it's, the downside to that, of course, is, like, if I get to that situation, that means that I might be in a situation where, like, oh, no NES tracks for me, because <laughs> yeah. for me to do NES digging would require me to dig them out of, a, like, a deeper box or even hit my emulation station. But, like, as far as, like, anything from the Super Nintendo up, oh, anything I owned ever, I still have it, and it's just sitting on the shelf in here somewhere. <laughs> There's, um, Just gotta look it. This song could really easily be way too repetitive, but he throws in that really cool solo with all those cool pitch bends, kind of a, a bit of the ways through, and then he does a separate solo, and then a bridge back into the loop. But that second solo is crazy cool. Like, it's this is he's a really clever, compo- clever track. He's mad. Yeah, he's really mastered this um, composition style, like composing with this salt, this software, mm. or this. Yeah, yeah, like, I love it. Oh, with this sound, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever he's using. But it's it's really neat. I'm really really into that. It's um, it's not relying on, you know, sounds that are uh, common, you know, or or tropes of like you know the arpeggiator effect and this and that. But like it's just just really fun, really cool music using this sound. Mm-hmm. Really and also for those who are listening, it's like oh yeah, sh- like you know. Retro City Rampage, like, don't forget there's also Shakedown Hawaii out there, too, for you to dabble into, which is like a pseudo-sequel. Actually, it is a sequel to this game now I think about it. I forgot. Because it's the same guy, but he, now he's old, and it's like his son is like a degenerate and all kinds of stuff. But, eh. So. Yeah, I don't know these games. These, uh, these are kind of like, oh, it, it looks like Grand like Theft the Auto. Two, that's exactly what they're meant to be. They're meant to be like the old 2D top-down Grand Theft Auto games. Oh, okay, cool, And they're cool. freaking great. Yeah, I liked those. I, I played those a lot. I remember being like, wow, it's, it's fun and violent without, you know, but it's so pixelated and small, you know, you don't really get that. <laughs> How yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just goofy fun. Like, it's we used to goofy, have yeah. matches. Like, we used to have, like, multiplayer matches where, like, we're trying to hunt each other in the city, but then you used to help me do these crazy multi-car pileups to block the street so the guys chase you and they come around and you cut the corner and they slam into the pile of cars you left waiting for. <laughs> like, what the heck? And then you have to get out of the car and say, gotcha, sucker! <laughs> you just run them over. It was... It was an innocent time. <laughs> it was an innocent time of fun and frolicking with violent but not, you know, visually yeah, just having crazy fun. games. Just, just for funsies. Just having fun hitting our friends with 2D cars. Hey, good lord. Yeah, I think things have certainly changed, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. but let's go back to uh, to another time, back when, you know, America was at war, but we were still having fun with it. This is 
um, Jungle Strike for the Sega Genesis. This is a uh, helicopter uh, action game. And uh, brought to you, brought to you by Tops Golf War Trading Code. Yeah, yeah, right. I think this was a uh, that was this wasn't Desert Strike, but this is, there was a whole Strike series. And this is Jungle Strike, and this is from Electronic Arts. The song we're gonna so, the song we're gonna listen to is called Night Strike. It's composed by Brian Schmidt. Surprisingly, no picket lines. Yes, surprisingly. back you're listening to night strike from the game jungle strike for the sega genesis strike composed by brian schmidt strike strike um, so right <laughs> what's funny is actually in speed limit you're riding on your motorcycle and you fly off your motorcycle land into a helicopter and suddenly it becomes like a helicopter action game and very much like jungle strike so mm-hmm. i wanted to pick music from this game now and that level's rough too <laughs> Boat shooting you from the water, oh, crashing the bridges. Yeah, it's all over the place. There was um, a game for the Atari called River Raid. That kind of reminds me of that. Fun trivia statement: River Raid is the only game my father would ever play. To really? The like he, yeah, he would. He was. He would always try to track down like an NES version of River Raid that didn't exist. <laughs> Did like, not there's got to be one. That was a fun there's game. Got to be one. It was essentially it was essentially a vertical shooter, but like it was. Enemies in the river, enemies off the side of, 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 the, of the, the banks or river banks or whatever, and you're just going up and just see how far you can get. It was all, all Atari games were score attack, but it was really good. It was just really well, really well done, really well put together. Oh, yeah. yeah, like a lot of those games, they had to be. I have to like close this window because Willem Dafoe is just staring at me. <laughs> Not He's into staring. this. Why did you do that? Just make, just post another picture, and he'll just bumped up. He'll get bumped up under the um the discussion window. <laughs> so, and so, like we use uh, Microsoft Teams at work, and if you put, if you're in a chat with somebody, and you put like a funny GIF, you know, in in, in the chat, and then like in the conversation ends, the GIF doesn't go away. So like you'll you'll stop talking, and then suddenly like you'll go back to the chat. And it's like, oh, what was uh, what was such and such saying? And it's like, oh my god, this huge picture of kermit the frog like going <laughs> across the street <laughs> now that's my kind of gif yeah, like how do i get rid of choosy moms choose good gifs um you know microsoft has like a safe search for gifs so that you don't put in anything like you wouldn't want looping over and over again at work um that's for sure i never played the strike the strike series i want to say that i maybe tried but at the time when i was younger all i wanted was like kind of instant action gratification of the like, like games like radius or games 
like Thunder Force, but not Jungle Strike. I was a little less interested. Cobra Command. Actually, maybe I'll go back and play that someday. That was my jam. Cobra Command was a game that my dad tried to buy because he hoped it could be like River Raid, and it wasn't for him. <laughs> I love this the story of your father like chasing the high of River Raid. He never found it, which blows my mind because I'm positive that there have been plenty of games that have improved upon River Raid, and yet it just didn't happen for him. But thankfully, his search did lead me to Cobra Command, mm. which was go our Cobra Commander. I have to look it up at some point because I feel like I'm confusing the actual the, name was, was with, the, the, with the freaking GI Joe boss. Something else. NES. It was NES. You were a helicopter pilot, and you were flying from left to right. Sometimes right to left, and the whole purpose of the level was to save cool. all the hostages. Yeah. And sometimes you would like blow open like stations that would lead you underground to like secret depots that had like tanks and stuff and more hidden hostages. Mm. But your oh, that was your overall goal on every level. You could sometimes get like, missiles and firearms. It was okay. a really yeah. cool game. That, that sounds familiar. It was it was a lot like a like an updated Choplifter, like a really like yeah. Choplifter with extra stuff. Which Choplifter was really a lot like just Defender. You know, left to right, um, rescuing people and shooting down aliens. Um, See, now I gotta look it <laughs> you up. Gotta figure this out. I do, because yeah. like I feel like I'm confusing the name. Nope, it actually was called Cobra Command. That is the right game. Okay. And it just threw me off because I'm like, am I confusing Cobra Commander from GI Joe with the name of a game called Cobra Command? Yeah, nope, it's, it's a real that, game. It's got that similar title. I, I like it's how I, um, I'm just picking music from these games, and you're like, no, I'm going crazy, going crazy. So we have these little interludes between crazy music and kind of chilling out this one's got, <laughs> this one's got more of a chill vibe i guess it's supposed to be like a nighttime uh mission you know undercover hey you grab a net grab a what <laughs> i love that you stop i said hey you grab a net and you were just like oh lazy chill talking oh, i thought okay sometimes chill. Yeah, no, you know what? I've been tired lately. <laughs> hey, uh, trust me, you, we, we, I feel you, buddy. Mm-hmm. It, we, we, we need, we need some, we need some relief. Oh, yeah, some <laughs> relief. I did a, I, I went, I went running the other day, and I was like five miles, and then I went running yesterday, but I only did two. But I, I was um, doing sprints when I got there at the park, so like a mile out, and I would just do sprints back and forth on the uh, basketball courts. Because mm-hmm. you know no one's playing basketball, so I'll just go. All, it, all it, for Silas. It's so different doing that level of running compared to like distance running. Is it just wears me out, and I can really feel it on my legs. I'll run like ten miles and not feel it the next day, but like just doing sprints for for twenty minutes, it just kills me. Meanwhile, my fool self is like, I'm fighting to do like one or two miles now because that previous outing has hit me to the point where I'm like. Maybe that's why it didn't work. I need to be able to run more. So now I'm like trying to make myself run. I don't think it's, so. It's you know what? Like I I really enjoy it. I think I think people can figure it out. Everyone's got different opinions on how to make running comfortable or how to get into it. You know, for people who are have have a lot of pain. Every I think every because everyone is built differently. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to move differently, and it's important to understand how your body feels what's good pain and what's bad pain there's your end remember folks so i mean i'm also talking to you you know like you because at this point you've been you've been exercising and pushing yourself long enough you know what's good pain and what's bad pain this is true but being able to adjust how you do something to not have that bad pain i think is super important and i was able to figure that out 
and now I'm just kind of like now I just kind of once you figure it out you can kind of lock into it Mm -hmm. and remember um, (laughs) just go go for a run it's nice outside (laughs) spade and do your pitch there are worse things to do than run trust me Um, okay Pernell what's your next track actually this isn't all that loud now I think about it Um, this comes from a game that I also surprisingly didn't pick for the show yet this is called Velocity 2X, um, and the Sounds track familiar. title is... Yeah, I did Velocity Ultra, which is the first game, okay. and it was a remix of, the, of that game, not an original. Um, but this track is titled Boost, and it's composed by Joris Demand. Boost from the game Velocity 2X release on like I know the PS2 and the V sorry PS4 and the Vita at least maybe other systems too. Um, composed by Joris Demand. Uh, I have always been a major proponent for or a major um, fan of the Velocity games. I feel like they belong in an episode devoted to speed because the entire premise of the game involves you blitzing through levels to beat the good times mm-hmm. but using like warp speed flight and the ability to teleport through like physical spaces but then velocity 2x added an added dimension where sometimes the ship would have to dock 
and space stations, and then you have to get off the ship and then run through the space station, like shooting stuff and sliding and dashing yeah. across the environment to it's get got, to the exit. It's got such a cool style. This game is really neat. It's very frenetic, and it's it's addictive in the way where like you like one more go, I can get I can get a better time on this level. I can do better than this, and yeah. it's just it's so good. And this track. Oh god, it's probably to me it's probably the best one on the OST. It's but good. All it's the lot. music it's is energy. Good. It's got a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do not. I recommend this game wholeheartedly. Like, I see. I think I purchased a physical copy on PS4, and I was playing it originally on Vita because of PSN Plus, PS Plus, or whatever. But oh my god, it's worth it. Worth every penny. Buy it. Play it. I'm not paid by Sony to say this. <laughs> it's good though. <laughs> yeah, just go get this one. Just go do it. Trust Pernell. Do it trust now. Pern- trust Pernell. Do, do it now. He wouldn't. He wouldn't steer you wrong. <laughs> if you were running for mayor, I'd vote for you. He'd vote for you. I mean, he'll be your best friend, right? Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I just I love that bass. That kind of that that really like it's full. Like it takes up the whole sound when you're listening to the music. Like the the bass is all around. You know, I love that feeling. Um, and it just kind love of bends up and down. It's just great. Of course, now I'm like, love this peeling. You've lost that. that love and peeling. <laughs> it's all, I'm telling you, it's all about friggin' um, it's all about um, like guitar freaks. Old references to guitar freaks. <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm. I was watching um, footage from, was it Dance Maniacs? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. It was, um, it was, it was the wrong Bimani game on on the wrong system. You know what I mean? So it was like someone was playing DDR on a Guitar Freaks machine. <laughs> Whoa! Like they, yeah, it was like it was just weird stuff. People hook up hook up wrong stuff to the television and the screen. Um, and I was I was I was looking at an old Guitar Freaks machine. I was like, oh, I remember that game. Still, it's surprisingly still okay, but it's not as fun as I remember. But it's I, still okay. I feel like they had to adopt what they did in Guitar Hero and Rock Band in order to sort of be like, right, that's how you do it to make it fun, you know? Well, and, that's the thing, though. Like, the whole... The, 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 the framework the framework was there. They never adapted to it. Like, Guitar Freaks was coming out and Red Octane was releasing knockoff controllers that you could buy in America to yeah. play the import game. Which and is what we even did. even then... <laughs> yeah, and our controllers had five buttons and Guitar Freaks used three. Yeah. And you're like... Well, I mean, not just Does that, that mean Guitar like, Freaks is going to add more buttons and then eventually Rock Guitar Hero came out with five buttons? Like, ah, see? It's not just the five buttons. It was like in Guitar Hero, it was like, there's only five notes, but we're going to emulate what it's like to play all of these notes. And 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 some of the some of the notes you didn't have to strum. You could hammer on, and it was just, it was much more technical. But original Guitar Freaks was like, you know what? Let's make Beat Mania on a guitar controller. And so yeah, you were and just like brutal. you were just like hitting that the the strum bar over like as fast as you can just to keep up with any of that. Yeah, the hardest songs were just a nightmare to yeah. play. Um, it was like it was almost like Prap of the Rapper, like where the hard ones were like kind of out of sync, and you had to smack the X X button as fast as you could. I don't know why I said, the but word then you, smack. but then you, but but then later you just learned with Prap of the Rapper that you didn't like. You would see like the X button twelve times, like okay, I just need to hit it five times within the rhythm, and I get more points than if I hit it every twelve, twelve times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, such a weird game how they scored it. I know, but in my mind, I was like, I just wanted it to sound good. You know, I didn't, I didn't care how it scored, but if I got it to sound good, and it still didn't score and, uh, well. X the crack in the bowl. <laughs> 
All right, my last track is where is it going to come from? Crap of the rapper, of course. I'm going to choose Afterburner. Afterburner two for the arcade. Burn harder. Got to keep keep up with the Sega. Keeping up with the Sega. This is the final takeoff, composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Honestly, Afterburner is a franchise that needs to come back. Though I think they actually did have what was it? I think it was like Afterburner Six. Um, was like on a console. Was like on like one of the later consoles. Uh, Afterburner Three was on the Sega Mega CD and on the FM Towns. But I don't know one. I thought there was like a more recent one though. Like as in like oh really? Like like later later. Um, I don't. Hmm. I, I don't think so. I, don't, I mean. I was surprised to see there was a three, honestly, and that was that was not in the North American um, game. Oh, wait, here we go. I'm probably thinking about a different. I'm literally thinking about a different game. Yeah, like yeah, that. I think so. Maybe maybe something else, but um, yeah, definitely. Ace not. Combat. I'm confused Ace with Combat. Ace Combat. I knew there was. A, it started with an A. I knew it started with an A. Um, but yeah, I remember playing Afterburner. Not one, not two, but the first wait, one. No, at 1984. I was right. What? Oh, here we go. Yeah, Afterburner, Afterburner Climax. Climax. 2006, not number six, pronounced. And then so Afterburner, 
Afterburner, Black Falcon. And then Afterburner, you know, getting some coffee. And then <laughs> a- Afterburner, uh, a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Afterburner. <laughs> Poor Afterburner. It Can't catch it a break, man. It cannot. It's just trying to get another. It's just trying to get another job. Yeah, you know what? Like just because the company folded and he lost his last job, so he's 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 in the office, right? And he's, he's like, look, man, I'm, I'm really I'm a great typist. I, I I'm I'm really good with Excel. I can do spreadsheets. And the boss is looking at him. Manager's looking at him. And he's saying, but you are an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, do, did I mince words? I said I'm good with spreadsheets. <laughs> Um, Are you going to take my word for it or not? I think you're going to be distracting to the other helicopters in the office. So I'll say so helicopters, helicopters can do spreadsheets, yeah, yeah. but a plane, but a fighter jet can't. And the fighter jet goes, you know what? And flies away. I ain't. That. I don't need any of this. I'm better than this. <laughs> jet, jet fuel is very expensive. It isn't just like a bird that can just you know, pick up and go. <laughs> I feel bad for Afterburner. This is sad, sad, sad burner. <laughs> there's your, there's your dad joke for the day, sad folks. Burner. <laughs> I might do that. Melody. I might that might be a t-shirt. Afterburner job interview. <laughs> sad to burner. Sad to burner. <laughs> All right. What is your? I think we're on your third track now. Sure, and it is a good one. Because this might be my third and final use of a track from this game, but who knows? The sky is the friggin' limit, and I we, love it this, so this much. This might be the end of the game. This might be the end of 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 the Purnell. Of Not the end of Purnell. Me playing, this, <laughs> me playing tracks from this game. Okay, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, but this is the game Hypervoid, which I was again reminded of because somebody referenced the game from the SNES called Hyperzone recently. Mm. I'm like, wait, that reminds me of Hypervoid. Anyway. Hyperzone was a game I played a lot back in the day, too, or a little bit, because somebody had it. Anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah. Tangent and Purnell, that's what I do. Anyway, the track title is called Discard, and it's from the game Hypervoid, and it's composed by Kamel Bushnet.
Welcome back. You're listening to Discard from the game Hypervoid, a fantastic, fantastic game composed by Kamel Bushnak. It even was an inspiration for me trying to make a dialogue of conversation on like a website on, on Rhythm and Pickles chat recently. So I was like, I wonder if because people seem to associate like difficult games, like in the sense of like, I picked hard mode. I mean, and admittedly, I'm that guy. So I'm like, oh, I picked nightmare mode for ease or whatever. But I'm in this instance, I was trying to get people to say, hey, you're just playing a game. It's willy-nilly. No difficulty settings. Nothing of the sort. You're just playing a game that you like. And then you hit a part where you're like, holy crap, this is tough. And you persevere through it and you knock it out. And it doesn't have to be difficult on, like, the internet's definition of difficult. Just it was challenging for you and you surmounted the challenge, you know. Like, I had one person come back and tell me, because uh, I posted this in, like, my other game group, too. And I was getting both responses and the one guy goes, I beat this boss in Dark Souls without a weapon, like barehanded. I'm like, but that's not what I'm asking. You chose, you made that challenge up. You don't have to fight bosses barehanded in Dark Souls. You chose to do that. Yeah, this I'm wasn't saying, just a hard game. You made it hard, right? You made it harder. <laughs> yeah. Like, that doesn't count. You know? Like, I get it. You know, like, but it's like, it's one of those, like, I wonder how many people even really acknowledge this sometimes. Because, like, even when you pick a game up that you're like, I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, because you you I'm pretty sure you've heard people say, I just want to have fun with this game, you know? Even when you do that, you still have difficulty spikes in games. Unexpected times where you're like, whoa, I don't think they modified this problem. They tested this properly. This difficulty spike is, is unnatural. But I like the game so much, I'm going to surmount it. I'm going to figure this out. You know, stuff like that. I think about... So, um, I lost my my train of thought, you know, because I, I immediately started thinking, of, oh, that's right. I remember playing Street Fighter 2 when I was a kid and being like, bam, after the fourth fourth or fifth character, the game gets really difficult. <laughs> it just skyrockets. ramps up. No, I remember um, when I first got an Xbox 360 and I understood what like achievements were. Mm-hmm. And then in PlayStation 3, I guess, had trophies. And yeah. I remember being really interested in that because... It felt like there was a meta game. Like I was playing a game, but then there was also something else behind the scenes where it's like, oh, I can finish this stage, or I can try to do something extra to have a little like little extra trophy to get through it. You know, and it seemed like a really good idea to do with like retro games or with classics that came back up. Not realizing that in the end, it was. I don't think it's really being used that way. Now it's like you finished level three. Here's an achievement. You know. Um, oh, achievements. At their core, at their base concept, they were an ingenious idea. Yeah, but, but it's like you were kind of saying, it's like they, get, it, they, they go two different extremes. You'll get things like, like you said, the, the simple ones. Like, you played the game, here's a trophy. Yeah. But then there's also worse ones, I think, where it's like, here's this absurd time sink of a challenge that is less about fun and more about completionism. Like Star Ocean Force, like you completed the entire item compendium. Something you never have a reason to do. Mm. Like, there's none. You won't even use half the crap in the compendium. It's just to say you did it. Yeah. Like So, like, on the PlayStation 2, I 100%ed both Kingdom Hearts games. But there was no achievement for that. It was just a little a little uh, progress bar in the start menu. And I'm like, now it's there. I did it. Should I take a picture of it with my phone? I don't know. <laughs> That game was so fun, though. It was worth completing oh, it fully. Was, oh, I loved Kingdom that. Hearts 2 was a good time. It still doesn't make any sense, but, man, that was a fun game. Um, all right, so we are going to turn this track down, and we're going to get into the bonus round. Bonus round, Sora. 
I can do this. <laughs> I locked the bonus rail. I don't Two know why. When I think about Kingdom Hearts, I think about Zach Braff. I don't know why. I just, honestly, whenever mm-hmm. I think about Kingdom Hearts now, I just think about Final Form and having like two keybates <laughs> floating in the air for some reason, just like <laughs> telepathically flying out of enemies. So, because that's what the best form was, and so, they never topped it. I, I didn't know what to watch on Netflix the other day, and there's um, they've been replaying Wheel of Fortune, like new Wheel of Fortune on Netflix. And I love, mm-hmm. I've been watching Jeopardy, so I'm like, you know what, let's 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 check out Wheel of Fortune. I haven't watched Wheel of Fortune since I was younger, so I'm surprised it's still on. It's still Pat Sajak and Vanna White, which is crazy. And and at the end of every episode, there's like a, a, a they call it the bonus round. They say, oh, you ready to play the bonus round? Then I'm like, oh, really? man, time for some remixes. <laughs> we took this old puzzle and remixed yeah, it. Yeah. Now the now it's backwards. Where there's like one like one final spin of the wheel and there's like one last puzzle in the game. But they call it the R-S-T-L-N-E. But Which bonus, by the way, but, I find it funny that that Wheel of Fortune probably for me, not just for me, but I bet tons of other people. Wheel of Fortune defined how you play word games. Yes. Forever, forever, because you always focus on R S T L and E. Yeah, when it's time to buy a word, a buy a letter, or earn a letter, <laughs> or knock us, make us well, other people can't use letters. In the bonus round, you 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 get like four or five letters to choose. Yeah, they give you R S T. Give you they those. changed it. Yeah, but they know they give you those now. Yeah, they they always gave you R S T L and E. No, they, they didn't always. Back. Are they, you sure? Because like in the eighties and nineties, they did. Yeah, back in the eighties and nineties, they started that, but before that, they didn't. So I, I guess that's probably what people were doing. Is like they probably took the most commonly chosen yeah. letters and said, "Just take the darn letters." Anyway, our bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme, um, and I'm going to go back to that episode of Wheel of Fortune. No, I'm going to go back to Spy Hunter because I think the the race the the the, the car chase scene in Speed Limit isn't exactly like Spy Hunter. It's kind of close enough. It's a mix between Spy Hunter and an original Grand Theft Auto, which I think is really cool. So this is from and the, if it helps, I there was multiple times where I crashed into the back of a truck. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of crashing into trucks <laughs> in this one. Um, but this is again um, uh, an arrangement of the original um, theme from Spy Hunter, and um, I can't remember the title of the music off the top of my head. But it's not from the game Spy Hunter, but it's from a television series. Uh, but this is a track called Second Chance from Spy Hunter from 2012, which I believe is based on the movie that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in. I'm not sure on that one. But this is from the 2012 Spy Hunter. This one's arranged, composed by Ryan Hunter.
were just that that that. You've been you were singing through this whole song. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It has one of those beats where you just kind of want to doot doot doots through it. You know, it's um, perfect. Yeah, I completely forgot that this was this was more this is less less Spy Hunter and more Jet Set Radio. Yeah, this was a second chance from the game Spy Hunter from 2012. That one was composed by Ryan Hunter and some samples from the original theme, which was the theme to Peter Gunn, composed by Henry Mancini. But less of an arrangement and more of a more of like a sample kind of new, new and a I- whole lot of da 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 Definitely a chase scene going on with this track. I I I'm, I have a weakness to this sort of thing. When when someone's dot dot dotting, I'm gonna doot doot doot. That's yeah. just just how it goes. You doot it up. I'm gonna doot it up. Hey, doot. Great. <laughs> you know, There's I heard. Um, I, I was I was on YouTube and and someone shared the Pete and Pete uh, theme song again. And I haven't one of the best of all time. I haven't heard that in so long, and I I, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is still, still a great song. Polaris, I still know it off the top of Polaris, my head yeah. too. Would they would they be considered shoegaze? I don't think so. No. I don't think that's shoegaze, but maybe that maybe the band has some tracks like it, but I don't think the PP theme song would be. Oh, okay. It's mighty strange. You live in happily deranged. <laughs> I got a bunch of words here. It's really good. It's a great song. I'm gonna listen to it again. All right, uh, Pernell, what is your bonus round track? I really wish it was the Pete and Pete theme song, but yeah, since this is a video game music podcast, it can't be. So, that's heck, maybe it could be the ending. Maybe it could be, that could be the closeout track. Who the heck knows? It's like an fun. instrumental of the Pete and Pete theme song. <laughs> Happily deranged. On the previous Speed episode, I originally was shopping around for an Overdrive Ostrich remix and said, screw that, Wheel Gator's better in this instance, but... Since we decided to fold, like, complete the actual topic as a whole, yeah. I figured I had a second shot at this. So I'm going with this Overdrive Ashes arrangement done by the artist Vuriz or Vuriz or I think it's Vuriz. Vuriz. There we go. Okay. I'm Vur- sticking with it. Vuriz. <laughs>
A jam, am I right? Yeah, I love that. That was that was great. Yes. Did Overdrive mm. Ostrich all kinds of justice. So that was the Overdrive Ostrich arrangement from the game Mega Man X2, remixed, arranged by Vurez. Vurez. Vu. <laughs> I was saying Vurez. <laughs> I had to be. I had to say it. Um, but yes, this blew my mind when I heard it for the first time. I was like, yeah, I gotta go with this. This is really good. He, like you mentioned earlier, I guess he plays with the time signatures in the way yeah. that some really interesting- I would not have seen coming. Yeah, and you can um, find more about him at uh, Vurez, V-U-R-E-Z dot com. And they have a lot of arrangements from games I wouldn't expect. Abadox, uh, TNC Surf Designs, a thriller gorilla baby. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and Clash of Dean Head, of course. Um, that that is really neat. Yeah, so go to that and and the, and it, the website is very simple. It's like here's my music, download it. It's I love that. <laughs> I love how you also said, and of course he has Clash of Demon Head because everyone does Clash well, of, of Demon. Well, I mean, like yeah, Clash of Demon Head's awesome, right? You know, but like no one's thinking about TNC Surf Designs. But of course, of course, <laughs> of course, Clash of Demon. Um, anyway. Everyone knows it. But for more information on the bonus round and for more information about these artists, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to all of the artists, band camps, and SoundClouds on their websites. Everywhere where you can go and get the music, buy the music, and support all of these artists. You talk me into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, thanks for joining us on episode 27-2 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our speed limit to cruise control. <laughs> and we're ending <laughs> How on the... How they do uh, the same topic twice in a row with the same cast? I don't understand. Yeah, same same cast, but like some of the main actors look a little different. Maybe they were the stunt doubles from the first movie. The stunt <laughs> doubles from the, the first glasses. podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the glasses. But we're not, uh, we're not ending on video game music. We are ending on... <laughs> on Hey Sandy by Polaris. So I'm sure some of you will enjoy this music, but we're going to have this kind of roll in the back. It actually and makes me wonder if any of our, how many of our international listeners know this song, because I don't know how if Pete and Pete aired out of the country or not. I, I Was this was this show big? Was it big? It was big-ish in the States. Like, I didn't get into it so much because I just hated live-action shows back then. Yeah, like, I was, was the guy who was like, if it's not a cartoon, I don't care. But it, was so, I, it grew on me later. It was so strange. It was so, like, it just, just it I mean, these people thing. were living happily deranged and everything. It was crazy. <laughs> and it was short. It was very, very short. And then um, this theme song was, was really catchy. I remember there was, like, a Cheerios box or something that I was able to send away for... A, a cassette tape of this song, and really? I, know not, I think um, uh, Keyglyph from the the VGM jukebox from back in the day. She she back in the day from the old podcast, which you should go definitely if you like video game music and podcasts. Check them out. Um, she did the same thing. Remember we talked about this, and she was like, "Oh, I have the same cassette tape." I was like, "I wish I knew where that was, but I'm, I'll never find it again." But it was so awesome, though. So I love. Cool. I, like I think back, like in the day, because you think about it now, most shows don't even have theme songs anymore. No, and it's kind of sad because the was theme just, song was the most memorable part. That's the exact same. That was the exact thing. No, no, I was I was saying that not this morning when I was listening to this song, but I was saying it uh, two nights ago when um, we started watching the nanny on some on this Plex server, which I haven't watched 
I don't even watched it when I was on the air, but the nanny with Fran Drescher. Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. That, that <laughs> theme song. That theme song is long. That theme song is like three minutes, and it tells you the entire story of their lives. It's like, like no How one does she this. become a nanny? Yeah. You'll find out every week. They do <laughs> not. They do not. It's not abridged. It just goes. And um, they don't do that anymore. You don't, you don't really get that. We don't get Mr. Belvedere drop-kicking jackets like we used to. Now it's just... Here we go. Next episode. Let's start this thing. Mm. Um, New more. And the thing is, it's not even room for advertisement because half a lot of these shows just go right to like Netflix or something. Yeah, so exactly. It's not yeah, even yeah. that. Uh, yeah, but there's no there's no commercials. Right? There's still commercial breaks for some of these shows just because it's nice to have like set pieces in television shows. Mm. Where it's like, here's a scene. Here's a scene. There will probably be a commercial in between, but we're not going to do a commercial. Um, they should at least do. do like an eye catch. Like after these messages, Bones will be right back, and it's like just wipes off the screen. <laughs> Welcome um, back to Bones. I'm here, guys. <laughs> Bones. I, I don't I, know why I said Bones. I, I rewatched a lot of that show, and it is a lot of it is not good. No, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that was and an and odd premise. Like, but but um, that one guy from the actor I never remember his name from Freaks and Geeks, the kid he, he played a he was on the show for a long time. And he played he, the love interest. No, he plays a psychologist, like a criminal psychologist, and he's really really good. And he's really good in the show. He's, he carries the show for, for me anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, if you <laughs> that's Bones talk, um, <laughs> and that's every Tuesday. But this is Wednesday. Where this is this is video game music. Um, anyway, thanks thanks for joining us on this show, the speed limit. We have a spe- special guest next week, um, and we're going to be getting into deep cuts. I don't think if we so decided to do some on a on a console or on a on a, on a, on a generation, but. It's going to be the Deep Cuts episode with a very special guest. I hope hope you enjoy that one. Hope you it also just it. got me thinking, did we come up with a Patreon topic for this month? Um, we did. We absolutely did. The, um, I could tell you in a minute if you sort of like kind of just just sort of talk for a minute. <laughs> but I need to know now. <laughs> I'm so impatient. Oh, mercy. Um, well, rambling words. I am trying to play some video games. I still haven't decided on a game to play through for March, which is driving me crazy. Like I, I we did four in February. I knocked it out. It was fantastic. The first four in February I ever completed successfully. So now I'm like I'm not beating four games in March, but I want to finish at least one. And for the life of me, we here we uh, are at March eleventh. Got it. Got it. March eleventh, and I still haven't figured out what that game will be. Oof. It's three eleven. What was the top? They were playing three eleven music at the liquor store today. Anyway, the um, the, jig a lot of jig, zoom zoom. The Patreon music is tavern music. Oh yeah, I remember now. We not 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 drinking songs, but necessarily, but like music that you would hear in a tavern. So tavern in a video game, or like yeah, or that kind of style, in a bar, that kind of stuff. Which means you could technically play some jig a lot of jig zone zone. <laughs> know that we've always been down to actually don't pick that because that's totally not tavern music. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> in any it. world, but the tavern music that's gonna be that's gonna be in a couple weeks. But next week is a, is a special guest. I'm really happy about that. Um, but if you'd like to learn more about our show, if you'd like a full track listing from all these episodes and access to everything, and if you'd like to uh, just see the the wonderment that is our our website. If you like tangents, <laughs> go to the website www.rhythmandpixels.com. And if you would like to say hi to us, you know, say hello. Or if you have a track suggestion or topic suggestion, 
or if you know a cover band or if you're in a cover band or if you do remixes we want to hear about all that stuff so send us an email rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com i'm crashing for now crashing um we're almost through near the finish line <laughs> you do it you do it. hang in there uh, smelling salts yeah. um check out the rhythm and pixels radio it's on youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels it's on twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels it plays nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts 24 7 um, it's got a very very large playlist um, that's hours and hours long that is uh, curated by Pernell and myself and some other folks within the community and uh, if you'd like to get some cool t-shirts that are video game music related you can go to rhythmandpixels.com slash merch and we have uh, Run VGM we have uh, the Rhythm and Pixels classic shirt we also have Lobster Racing you know, people who are involved in game music love seafood Lobster Racing <laughs> racing um, but so check that out that, that's we got some rhythm and pixels and video game music styled t-shirts there and if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels you get access to a weekly prequel episode of me and Pernell chatting about everything we wouldn't talk about during a show so things are things things are more personal but it's um, if you're into that you can check that literal out. life <laughs> yeah it is life and um and uh, every uh, month you have a, 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 a oh my god Pernell you're me. struggling right yeah, now <laughs> I'm like crashing out uh, we, uh, every month we do a live uh, Patreon recorded episode so it's a live stream um, recording of a regular episode and we also like to thank all the top tier Patreon members at the end of every episode so we start with Frankly Zappa thank you so much for the kind words uh, Mike Myers Vashin8060, that Nick Walker, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy, Matt's Holmquist, Michael Jennings, Davy Cakes, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Mielberg, Dan Loughton, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Sendstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and Brian Pitt. You were really pushing. And if you didn't I, even get the you didn't even get the Kung Fu Carly, you was like Carlos. Uh, Carlos. <laughs> and um, and remember, if uh, consult your doctor before you take rhythm and pixels, um, you may experience these symptoms. Frankly, Zappa, Mike Myers, vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> so, Medication. Uh, anyway, thank you very much, all of you and, and many others, for supporting our, our little show every week. It means a lot to us. It means that we can kind of keep things, keep hosting our show yeah. on the internet, and we can keep uh, improving our equipment in the show, and eventually going to uh, perform the po- perform the podcast, to present the podcast live at conventions like we used to do. I look forward to doing that again. Yeah, it was always fun. Like going to too many games or Retro World up in Connecticut. Me and Pernell jet-setting around the globe. This tiny chunk of globe. Yeah, this little... (laughs) (laughs) It was fun, though. Like, it genuinely was a good time. You get to interact with people directly. Yeah. On-stage anxiety being made to manifest as enjoyable fun. It's like... Yeah, I have a feeling next year will be like a big time for these events and so we, we, we would gotta prob- be ready whatever magfest is called or if it's still called that next year we will probably be there um doing something really stupid <laughs> that's the best way to do things is stupidly <laughs> come be in it. yeah 
Um, anyway, thanks everyone for enjoying the show. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, listening. And we'll see you next week with a special guest for 27-3. But until then, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm for now. Good night. Go to bed. <laughs> Rob's like, I'm going to bed. And remember, uh, perseverance is key to any pursuit worth pursuing. Frustration, failure. Oh, yeah, they're all in the cards, baby. Um, if you're looking to do something that is worth doing, chances are, unless you're some sort of savant or just gifted in that regard, you're going to fail a few times. And failure freaking sucks. It burns, it hurts, it makes you want to eat, you know, durian fruit as retribution for the frustration that comes with it. But note that it's worth hanging in there if it's something you genuinely want because it just makes the eventual success that much more, I don't know, gratifying, I guess, is the good word for it. Feel great to succeed after much, tr- much after many trials and tribulations, though obviously succeeding immediately is also really awesome but it's something to be said about just like i said earlier in the episode about you know it starts out being a pain in the butt but then when you succeed it becomes a story like man i had this really bad attempt at this thing and then whoa this sucked but then success baby so hey it starts out frustrating starts out a pain in the butt it becomes a story and hopefully with a happy end Keep going, keep trying, reach for that star or that jar of Skippy. Because, man, I love peanut butter. I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a long time, actually. Or a peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich. So I, good. I, almost, I, have one, I almost had one today. I almost made one today. They're so damn good. <laughs> Fluffernutter. If you never had a Fluffernutter sandwich, there's a second bonus in. Remember, eat a Fluffernutter sandwich. <laughs> They're good. They're really good. Oh, man. That's the episode.